So the beginning of a new year, it brings a level of excitement and opportunity. Many of us over the last few years, we'd say, I am so done last year. I'm glad. How many of y'all are glad last year is over? How many of you are glad that God gives us opportunities, like in seasons? I believe that God gives us opportunities in seasons to kind of turn the page, right? To, to reset, if you will, to start something new, to, to do something like all the gym, gyms tomorrow are going to be packed full of people. And then somehow in March, it's all kind of the same. But what is it about a new year? I believe God gives us a new day. God says that God gives us a new day, right? And, he, and uh, the, a new day brings new blessings, right? And so, um, and so that's super exciting, the idea of, of, um, of uh, new things and moving forward. And this month, we're going to be talking a lot about that and how that looks and what we can do to, um, to grow and to uh, be better followers of Jesus and all those things. But, but before we turn the complete page on 2022, I thought it would be good to, um, before we put it all in the rearview mirror and say, bring on 2023, right? I thought it would be good to remember to do some remembering. Do you know that in Scripture, remembering is a huge part of God's plan and how God works things and, and, um, and, uh, and just the way, it, the way he does things? Like take the feasts. Like take the feast in the Old Testament. So you take the Passover, right? And the Feast of Unleavened Bread and, and all the other feasts that are in the Old Testament. So the Passover was a thing to... To, to, to join in, and um, actually we do a version of the, of the Passover and the Seder when we do it before, right before Easter. If you have never been to that, it's really, I guess that means we're going to do it this year, Jessica. Um, so yeah, yes, please. Yes, it's really it's super powerful, and the, the, all the um, imagery and what all the meaning behind the different things that are served in the Passover. And, but that was instituted because to remember of God's deliverance out of Egypt, right? So they they um, so they uh, they took the meal and they ate only unleavened bread and remind them from God rescuing them from Egypt. So all these feasts, all these feasts were there to remind us, to remind them, hey, God is faithful. God has done some amazing things in the past, and we don't need to forget them. I mean, you know, we're forgetful. We're forgetful people. We're forgetful. And not only that, I'm going to turn to this scripture. Not only the feast, all the feasts that he sets up. He also does these kind of things in the Old Testament that we see in Joshua chapter 4. In verse 1, we're going to read 1 through 9. And this is Joshua as they crossed over, over the river, through the river, excuse me, not over, through. Amazing. It says, after the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua. Choose 12 men from uh, one, shoot, oh my, okay, I'm going to read it. I'm not going to read it how I know it. I'm going to read it how I read it. Choose, you know what, when you change your version, you, you, you remember the, the other way to say, okay, anyway. Choose 12 men from the people, one man for each tribe, and command them, take 12 stones from this place in the middle of the Jordan where the priests are standing. Carry them with you, 
and set them down at the place where you spend the night. So Joshua summoned the 12 men as uh, he had selected from the Israelites, one man from each tribe, and said to them, Go across to the ark, go across to the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each one of you lift a stone onto his shoulder. I mean, it's not a little bitty rock, it was a stone. Onto his shoulder, one for each of the Israelite tribes, so that you will. So this will be a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean to you? You should tell them the water of the Jordan was cut off in front of the ark of, uh, uh, of the Lord's covenant. And when, the, and, when, and when it crossed the Jordan, the Jordan's water was cut off. Therefore, these stones will always be a memorial for the Israelites. The Israelites did just as Joshua had commanded them. The 12 men took the stones from the middle of the Jordan. For, uh, one for each of the tri- of Israelites' tribes, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to a camp and set them down there. Joshua also set up 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan where the priests who carried the Ark uh, of the Covenant were standing, and those stones are still there today. As they wrote this, those stones would be a reminder of the amazing feat that God had done for them because we're forgetful people. Even amazing things. You would think like they would never forget. You would think like to be brought out of Egypt. You think you would never forget that story. We will. So he sets up this, these things to do, these feasts. He sets up these stones. And then he gives um, like, and in Genesis 8, it's not on the screen, but Genesis 8, Noah builds an altar to the Lord, a burnt offering of sacrifice and thanksgiving after the floodwaters. Abraham also built an altar to God after he was given the promise to, uh, to your offspring, I will give you this land. And Abraham, Abram built an altar to the Lord. Moses built an altar and it said, the Lord is my banner to remind him to, so it'd be a remembrance. Each of these in- instances, there was a physical object that was set up in remembrance of the providence and the grace and the mercy of God that God was there. He set up, and then, and then we switch over into the, the new covenant. And we just, we just uh, uh, had the Lord's Supper. He sets up the, the Lord's Supper, that the bread, the body of Jesus was broken for you. The wine of the new covenant. You know, these things have been, they, this, these things, not only in, um, in us as, as Gentile, most of us Gentile believers, beginning at, Jesus and instituting the Lord's Supper to remember what Jesus has done for us. But then the Messianic believers who remember all of the the feasts and festivals, these have been passed down for ages so that we wouldn't forget. You know, it's it's amazing that those things, those uh, take the Lord's Supper, I mean, that remembrance um, that Jesus set it up, and you know what? It worked for ages, for for, for uh, since the early believers to today, celebrating and remembering, because we know, we know, right? We would get so off, wouldn't we? We go, yeah, yeah, there's a cause. There's a, there, we're, maybe we get set up in the cause of Jesus and, and even almost forget, yes, there's a cause and there's a kingdom to push forward, yes. But there's also remembering that Jesus died and was broken for me because of his great love for me. Sometimes we 
I think sometimes we can get wrapped up in the, in the cause and forget that this, this is intimate with me and Jesus. And that I, and that it's just, it's a me, um, it's a me and God story. You know, I may have, we all have callings and things that we do, but at the end of the day, as my wife says it so well, she goes, she says, she's so great. She says, she goes, I'm just, I'm just still that little girl who loves Jesus. And to remind ourselves of what it, what, that it wasn't just, it wasn't just a, um, it was an act of love that God showed toward me, me and you. And that we remember that every time we take communion. It's amazing that that, that works, right? It just has it's worked for centuries, right? Why is it important to remember? This is so easy. Because we're forgetful. We're forgetful. We just don't remember things. And as you get older, you don't remember things. Although my mind is strong in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. But we, some of us are super forgetful, right? You ever go to the grocery store? And you get all the way up there and you walk up and you go to, go to do that. Well, you used to go to a person. Now you go to a, 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 a computer. You ever get there and you go, oh, yeah, you wipe all your stuff back. And you go, all right, so, oh, you've got all your stuff in bags. And you're like, I forgot my wallet. Or I forgot. How many of you have ever done that? Anybody? Oh, please, somebody else. Okay. <laughs> You get all the way up there, you feel like such a fool. You're like, and then you leave and you have to come back. And it's just, like, oh man, it's a mess. Actually, you don't forget that. Usually that's the last time you ever, oh, well, that's not true. I've done this before. Like we're so, we're forgetful in that way. Like even those kind of things. Like this morning, this morning, getting ready to go. I've had my coffee and I, and I set my coffee down on my wife's nightstand on her side of the bed. Set it down right there. And, um, and as I'm leaving, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. And, and Julie goes, are you going to leave your coffee cup right there on my nightstand? <laughs> I went, oh, of course not. Of course not. Because we're forgetful. We forget things. Like we, we have, listen, you have calendars because you forget things. Right? There we have reminders on your phone. You have, uh, you have the stuff in it because we, you know what? That's why sticky notes were invented. Because we're forgetful. Somebody knew mankind and their forgetfulness, and they said, we're going to create sticky notes. I thank God for sticky notes. He said, when they decorate my whole office with sticky notes. That's, that's been done. It's no, it's no different, right? It's no different than our own walk with God. When we think about, when we think past and, and how, what God has done for us, many times we're for, we forget. We forget, like I quoted that scripture in the Psalms, it says that, you know, bless the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, because we're reminded. How many times in the New Testament, in the letters that Paul and the apostles write, that he says, don't forget, don't re remember, remember this, remember. Why? Because we're forgetful. Isn't that good? I I'm so grateful that it's not, not just me. Amen? That we're all in this room forgetful people. So we're all in the same boat. We're all can be forgetful. We forget. Yeah, it's amazing. Like you think, like how in the world could you forget the the waters of uh, the waters of the Jordan 
thing opened a split so that people would walk by. Oh, just give it a couple of generations. They'll forget. How do you forget being pulled out of Egypt that your ancestor before? Yep. We're forgetful people. As the, as the decades and centuries go on, we can forget. We can forget. We can forget what God and the amazing thing that God has done for us if we don't remember. If we don't remember. That we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. That's why your testimony is so powerful. Because it not only reminds you of what God's done, it reminds the people around you of what God has done for us. Our testimony of the faithfulness of God and how God has brought us through then he will definitely bring us through in the future. That God hasn't, didn't do something back then and to leave us abandoned now, right? What God has done in the past, he shall and will fulfill in our, in our future, and he's still with us, right? But we're forgetful. We forget those things. And another reason, let me say this. Like in times, if you're going through a difficult time, one of the greatest disciplines, and it is a discipline, to do is practice the practice of remembering. Because many times we want to just forget. Everything goes out the window when, the, when, when trouble hits your life, when difficulties hit your life. And actually many times it's the faithfulness of God that gets attacked in those moments. Isn't that true? But we need to be practicing the art and the discipline of remembering. Remember, remember. The other reason is that we need to choose to remember, is that, you know what? We are good at remembering certain things, like the negative things, the bad things. We excel in that. You know, you ever, um, I'm going to use Mark. I always use Mark Francis. I can only imagine as a coach, when he coached his championship high school team, amen, football team, State champions, say it again. I can only imagine that if he does his practice and the, the, the football and whatever, and maybe some parent, maybe well-meaning, <laughs> comes up to him and, and gives him a little critique. He can think about all the other things that amazing accomplishments and amazing feats that they did, but you know what he'll remember? The negative. The negative. We're all susceptible to it. You ever done something and accomplished something you feel great about it? And the first thing somebody came around and went, hey, well, do you know, did you think about this? And this? Hey, you could have done this differently. Like that's literally the only thing you think about the rest of the day. Isn't that true? That is, that is our nature and our bent. We have to understand what our bent is towards the negative. It's amazing how quickly we can remember the negative, the bad, the, the trouble or whatever that thing is. That, uh, that the criticism, right? That criticism, man, and boy, don't we live in a world of criticism. Boy, if there's anything we excel in today, it's criticism. Well, I criticize everything about everyone and about everything, no matter how good it is. We'll critique it. I just, I mean, you know, the whole cancel culture is built on criticism. That somebody's whole life can be trashed by one thing that they did. How many of you are glad that you're not under that microscope? That kind of microscope of criticism. 
Amen. I, we call it the big eye of Sauron, like right on you. Like he's looking around, all of a sudden you mess up, whole world goes, wow. Like I, I think about, you know what, let, I'll, let me just say this. I got a little bit of time. Like think about some of these, uh, uh, as a Christian, let me just, let me just challenge this a minute. I don't, I don't want to be a part of that criticism culture. And there are, are there things that need to be criticized? 100%. But I think about some of these, some of these people that are like um, under, like they're in the public eye. Do, do you know that they're humans? Yeah, they, they actually have feelings. And all of their stuff that they do wrong is on full display for everybody. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if that was you? I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Taylor Swift. But that, 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 she's a human. She's a human that has feelings. And you're like, well, I don't, be careful. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. But we have to be careful, like, you know. So has she made mistakes? Well, yes. So have you. You just didn't have all the world media and social media with millions of followers being able to trash you all at the same time. Like we, this is, it's a, the criticism culture, I'll call it out. It's wicked. It's ungodly. Ungodly. Now, are there issues and things and social stuff that we need to call out as believers? 100%. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but about principalities and powers and mites. We're believers. Amen. And people in our culture, in our world, are not the problem. They're victims of the problem. There are people who are wrapped up in demonic things, and they're trapped. And if we see it that way, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Whew, I felt really good. That's really true. We're all guilty. How many of y'all are guilty? I'm guilty. I'm guilty. People are deceived. People are deceived. And blinded, and blinded. Whew. Criticism. But isn't it, isn't it amazing that that culture is the thing that hits us the hardest? That criticism, that negative talk, that negative speaking. And when people speak negative things about you, man, you think about it for days. We have a whole industry of... Um, of uh, counseling that's built on the fact that people said and did things in their early days and now they're messed up because of the things that were said to them and done to them. And people have to get all that stuff through the power of Jesus. God brings healing and restoration and gives them back their identity of who they are. They are dearly loved children of God. But it's through all those words and things that happen like, I don't know about you, but I want to be a light. This is so far not in my message. But I want to be a light. I want to be a part of the darkness. I want to be encouraged. I want to, I want to be that person when I go up to the person that waits, like the, our wait staff that comes and wait. I want to be their best customer all day. But also because they watch me pray before my food. I want to be a light. Amen. I want, to be, I want to be a part of the solution, as a friend of mine always says. 
But our lives, we're, we're, but when we think about our lives, like when you think about, and I'm so guilty. Let me just say, I am so guilty. That was it, the point of the finger and you got four more pointing back at yourself. So true. Like I'm so guilty of looking back over this past year and go, man, 2022 can go away. Like there was nothing good. What happened in 2020? I don't want to to think about 2022. You want to forget all of it? You know, my son and I, I was telling him what I was going to speak on. He's actually not feeling good today or being here. My son was saying, um, if you're listening, Wesley, I use you. Um, But my son was saying, you know what? He said, you know what, Dad? It's like... um, I forgot what, he, what was he saying. I lost my train of thought when he was talking about the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He said when he was in, my son went through. He went through some phases of bullying. People bullied him and all that kind of stuff, and it was made fun of him and all that kind of stuff. Really, a dark time in my son's life. But he said even in those times, it was really interesting what he said. He said even in those times, Dad, I like, I would remember that not that. Not all of it's bad. And he goes, if I learn to teach myself to look at the good things that were around me, it would bring health and life into my life. Even in the midst, I mean, I'll let him one day tell a story. It's his story to tell. But in the midst of darkness that surrounded him, the thing that brought him that joy was to look at where God was doing good things around him in his life. Because if we're not careful, well, number one, we'll forget. And number two, we'll only think of the bad. Mm-hmm. Scripture tells us that we're not supposed to, we're not just supposed to let our minds just wander around on anything. It says whatever is true, ju- just, pure, right, of good report, of praiseworthy, think on these things. That means it's not going to come automatically. It's going to be something that you do to think about those things. Because we are negative to the core. Like it's so bad. It's so bad. We so need our minds renewed. We so need our minds renewed to the word of God. All of us. Right? We're all in the same, all in the same boat. Right? And I just, no, I won't go there. Okay, just, um, so what we're going to do is there are cards on the white tables. And if you could just do me a favor and help pass those white cards, those colored, they're three by five cards. Blank three by five cards. And there's pens. If you have a pen and you need to give somebody a pen, there's pens available. This is interactive. If you're watching this online, just go get, go get a piece of paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you don't have a piece of paper, just lift your hand right where we can see you. Anybody? Everybody got one? Is it a little warm? Is it warm in here? Can somebody figure out how to turn the air down? Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, both of them would be great. It'll be it'll be like fifty degrees in two seconds in here. <laughs> and some of you are like, "Don't turn it down too close." I'm feeling great. Yeah, I need to get the air flowing a little bit. 
All right, so I want this is what I want you to do. I want you to, on that piece of paper, think about this past year. Um, you know what's a good, a good maybe it'll kind of help you? Is one of the things that you can do is actually go through your phone and look at your pictures. That's a great, actually a great um, way to do it. Is go look through your pictures of your phone. I have a friend of mine that they, they take a picture and they post it on Facebook every single day. And at the end of the year, actually, I don't know how Facebook does it, but they put it all together in a, like a collage of their daily posts. It's actually amazing because it tells them their whole, that there is some positives to Facebook, I guess. One. I said there are some positives to Facebook. I get to keep up with what, what's going on in Uganda. I do get to do that. That is a positive. So, oh, yeah, I got to finish explaining. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. So you're forgetful. Hey, immediately. It's amazing. Right here. I don't, need, I don't need examples. I just got them right there. Here they are. So take that piece of paper, grab your pen, and write on the top of it uh, whatever you want to write. 2022, the good. We're not going to have the bad or the ugly. We're just going to go the good, the good. And I want you to force yourself. It's an exercise. I mean, listen, once you start, you'll go, wow, this is not as easy as I thought. Because it's human, it's nature, right? It's practice. So I want you to remember the good things. I mean, yeah, do your vacations and all those things, but also specifically, what did God do for you this year? Some specific things that God has done for you. I mean, yeah, maybe getting a puppy was from God, whatever. But like some things that God, if it wasn't for God, if it hadn't been for, like the scripture says, if it hadn't been for the Lord, like all these bad things would have overcame my life. Like if it hadn't been for God, dot, dot, dot. So, so yeah. So ready, set. I'm going to give you a few minutes. Go. Got some background music or something? Instrumental music? Hello, friend. <laughs> yes, Lord. He said he called us friends. <laughs> Hello, friends. No, it's all good. <laughs> all right, read, read, pull it back in. Oh. Yeah, and actually, you know, the greatest thing is ask the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, there's that, right? Ask the Holy Spirit to remind you. I don't know if you know, he remembers everything.
All right, that's um. I know you're probably still writing. I love it that you're still writing. I mean, you all found that a little bit harder than you thought. It took a minute to get on track. Um, so um, we have a little bit of time. Um, so let me hear some. You got married. That's amazing. And still married. And happily married. <laughs> wow. Um, it's messed up. Um, <laughs> somebody else? Yeah. Oh, pay the full, all your mission trip. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, what are you going to say? Oh, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, he gave you a hit. Yeah. Boy, isn't that true? It's, you know, child will lead them. Um, it is amazing that the things that are around us all the time that we don't, not as grateful for. Amen. So yeah. true. Good one. Yeah. Next. Somebody else. Yeah. The what? Come on, Jesus. That's awesome. Knee pain is gone. Praise God. Yeah. Uh, you got to see your brother from the military? 
That's awesome. Yes. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. Katie? Oh, huge. Awesome. A good friend support system. Man, that's so huge. Anybody else? Yeah. Yes. So she grew up Buddhist, and her mom starting to question her faith. And come on. Amen. Amen. Father, we just pray that she would complete that work. God, we thank you, Father. Bring her in, God. Let her know your love, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. Amen. Amen. Being all I've been dealing with a water bill for the past two years, yeah. like $200. <laughs> and finally, this. Oh, yeah. $600. One month. Oh, my goodness. One month of the, the first month that we've been to our house. Uh, $600. And, uh, we finally got it resolved this year. They charged us, I think, just $30 for it. Uh, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Cindy. Two things. My first two years was great. Mm. I had no idea how to do it. My first two years required. Yeah. And then people teaching me was my first two years was people teaching me. Amen. Amen. I love that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. We saw that.
sorry, Mark and I, um, but so during COVID, when we had to shut the church down for, for a few weeks, we took that opportunity to, the stage used to be over here, if you don't know, oh, on that wall. And um, so we switched it, we completely flipped it. And um, during that time, Mark decided that he was going to start his own business. And he's going to go full time in your in your business. And made, it was a huge step of faith and during the pandemic. <laughs> so I believe he sowed his time. Yeah. Every, Mark was here every single day, here working and tearing out stuff. And yeah. Paul Paul Bailey, we we're out. Paul Bailey's a beast, by the way. That guy's <laughs> strong as an ox. That guy's amazing. We can't get this piece of wood up. Paul goes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but Mark did that. It a, he sowed into his time and his effort, and God just has blessed him and blessed him and blessed him. So it's amazing. It's amazing. So um, yeah. So actually, I'm going to do this while while we no what no it's okay. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up, and I want Eric. I mean Jerry to do a song again. That first song you did. No no while they do it. Oh, yeah. 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 Very, very broke. Very broke. Well, I was very broke. Well, um, you're just ministry. You're ministry students and you did you were broke? Hmm. Shocking. We were ministry school students and we knew we were gonna move here and then we moved here and we said we have to move here. And it's been very very faithful. That's awesome. Awesome. He is faithful. No, no, I was yeah. I just didn't want that to be in your way. Let's all stand together. Let's worship God. Let's go out with joy this morning about the goodness of God. And let's remember, and actually take these pieces of paper at home and, re- and put them somewhere where you can see them. And just to remind yourself of the goodness of God. And let's just choose the discipline of looking at the good. Amen. And, and protecting how we just think. And so we're going to worship God with this song. And if, as, as it's over, you are dismissed. And let's just go out with some joy this morning. Amen. Let's just give glory to God. Amen. Amen. Amen.